<clears throat> What's up, Gio? How you doing, buddy? First one into the podcast tonight. Going to be a quick but amusing and eventful one. Just a second here. I'm working on getting our post made. You know, you know the deal. Share it around before or after, of course. Doesn't matter when, as long as you do it right. Okay. Just got done playing League with Snacks. Enjoyed a visit with our friend Snacks on Saturday. Got a little BP in. Talked a little bit of uh, bat science with my man. I really enjoy Snacks. Snacks is a human being. Snacks is like a... A personality. (laughs) You might say for the channel. And just like in general, like he's a he's a very knowledgeable guy when it comes to slow pitch. Uh, he's had a lot of experience under his belt when it comes to bats and seeing kind of the inside of things. And uh, it's just a good time. I enjoy uh, our time and our chats that we have. Nine inning game in a league game? Man, what is all these extra innings games? Cardinals had one. You guys had one. Had a couple last week. Three games last week. You know, always talking about my son's extra innings game. Was that last week or week before? Maybe it was the week before. He had his extra innings game, came home to a Cardinals extra inning game, and then turned on a Giants extra inning game again that night. Uh, right after the Cardinals got done, Jock Peterson hit like a 450-something foot home run. He's not bad at baseball, I guess. Nolan Arenado making a case for uh, base third baseman on the entire planet Earth. Jason, I just realized that you... I never answered your message earlier. I'm good at that. You know when it's bad, when like your days run together, when you completely forget what you commit to and what day it is and that kind of thing? That's what I'm feeling right now.
What up, Q? Actually, kind of funny you're here. I was uh, going to talk about your tournament coming up this weekend. It'll be one of the uh, topics here you'll see. Okay, there we go. <laughs> I hate her for the free tacos. Man, when was it? Uh, I remember that. I made a, a post. Or made it made the title of a podcast, Free Pizza. Uh, that one actually popped off. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Uh, definitely got some Lily's Cantina in this week. I, I need to, like, vlog that adventure for you guys. So good. Love that place so much. I uh, got some tacos. Brian duped me. So my man Brian had a birthday yesterday. I was like, oh, I'll bet. You know, I'm going to buy my man lunch, right? Because that's my guy. And it's his birthday. So he gets like pico on his tacos. So, you know, they, they put all the order together. They gave me like pico. I love pico. Pico de gallo. I used to be like really kind of weird when it came to... Uh, like Mexican based kind of foods like when it came to pico and all that stuff man over the years as I have let my palate expand I I love I could pico de gallo on everything I just absolutely love it and they make theirs fresh it's uh made by them they don't go out and buy it or, or anything like that they they make it as they go man it was so good I was sweating though because <clears throat> I went into work early when the food trucks come to work they come to all three shifts and I was sweating because I got to work and as everybody was going out for lunch, cause I went in early and they came back in and said there was no Pico. Said they didn't have any, they didn't have time to make any, they couldn't, couldn't find enough help to get it done, which I totally get. And I was sweating. I was nervous cause here I am thinking like, I'm gonna go out here at lunch and they're going to have Pico for these tacos and I'm going to cry. But they did. They had the pico. I got excited. And then when Brian got light pico, they made all the tacos light pico. But it was Brian's birthday, so I let him have his moment. But I just want you to know that I died a little bit on the inside, Brian. If you happen to be catching up with this later. I died a little on the inside. But it's okay. We're going to move on. Especially not listening to Gio and his crap about cheese pizza. Because I went to Shakespeare's Pizza this weekend. If you're local, you know what's up with Shakespeare's. And my wife said, anything but a cheese pizza. Then I had to hear it from Snacks about the cheese pizza. I'm not saying cheese pizza is my favorite pizza, people. I'm just saying it's okay for a cheese pizza to be good. A cheese pizza is good. Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> Q says, scraping the bottom of the barrel for topics. No, not really. Just uh, kind of one one topic will lead to the other. And, and kind of snowball itself as well. Sorry, squirrel. I 
trying to remember what I said. Sorry, I, I just saw something on my phone that like completely derailed my thought. I'm gonna put my phone away for a minute. <clears throat> so yeah, got in a little action with snacks. Do they have um, Eric? Tell me, Ber- Berea. Did I say that right? Berea tacos. And I'm gonna watch a basketball game when I get done with this podcast. The Cardinals are getting absolutely destroyed. Let's see, Pujols or Molina is going to make their next pitching appearance tonight based on how things are looking. Q, you just said I was wrong about cheese pizza because you like to argue about stuff. Also, by the way, I don't know what you plan on doing for softballs either because I still ain't heard nothing from you and it's Wednesday. Talk about shithead stuff. Eric, who's winning the basketball game right now? Here's the real question. Does pineapple belong on a pizza? I say no. Um, That's what Gio said. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't hate it. Warriors down 12. Damn, that sucks. I had Warriors in five. What's up, Adam? How you doing, buddy? I had, uh, I had Warriors in five. Of course, you know, 12 points is a small gap when you got shooters like they do. I just don't think that Boston, while young and athletic, can contain or slow down the momentum of Golden State's shooters. If Poole decides to get hot, Curry decides to go off, Thompson finds a groove, like you can't contain one because then the other one's going to get you. And then also what you run into from there is, uh, like it's a momentum thing at that point, right? A couple shots fall, next thing you know couple shots fall for the next guy. It just It's a landslide type of effect with a team like that. Yeah, and uh, Wiggins gets buckets, yeah. No, Q, you didn't tell me to order Sunday. I said, send me the money. Oh my god. Yeah, I, I got I got something for you though. I said send me the money and let me know what you want. <sighs> these ki- kids these days. What are we gonna do with these kids? And yeah, Adam, uh, Draymond is still there to screw things up with his antics. I just man, I don't know. Something about that guy just just doesn't do it for me. I don't... Obviously, his attitude sucks, right? He would not be on my softball team. I don't care how far you hit a ball or anything else. But... So anyway, let's dive into these topics here. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I said I wasn't going to look at my phone. I keep looking at my phone. I just, some, some news with a friend kind of thing. I'll, I'll call him when I get done here. Steve Wanneke is our dream. <laughs> hey, come on. Don't, don't do my man like that. Don't, don't do him like that. <laughs> Q, I got some, I got some stuff for you here. 
Um, yeah, don't, don't, Steve. <laughs> Steve, that man, don't be ripping on old Steve like that. So, I tell you what, Steve's a good ball player, though. He is a good ball player. I'll give him that. I don't know, honestly, that I've personally, uh, personally ever spoke to him, seen him, seen him play, played against him a few times. He's good. He always makes a difference when he's there. Uh, Gio's asking, will I be down on the 25th when we're playing in the senior tournament? Yeah, I'll probably come out just to see see you guys since I know everybody's going to be there. Come out, hang out, make an appearance, that kind of thing. Maybe record a, record a game or two. I haven't done that in a long time. I wouldn't mind doing that again. I was actually kind of like digging out uh, some GoPro stuff the other day. Just kind of seeing what I needed to maybe get a, get some stuff going to... Record games if I ever play another freaking tournament ever again in my life. <laughs> yeah, Jonathan says uh, Steve is a stud, but is a minion on the field. But hey, you know what? That's a good thing. Sometimes, you know, sometimes uh, uh, teammates feed off that stuff. Personally, I don't. I don't care for it. But that's not to say that he can't do it. And that's not to say that other people can't do it. Because I've seen it. There used to be a team that was local to here. They were good. They weren't incredible, but they were good. They had a lot of decent players. But man, if you got into a war of words with them or a little bit of crap talking started, one thing led to another, and next thing you know, they are just owning you. They feed off of it. The teams that feed off of it are almost dangerous sometimes, but they're also toxic at the same time. They're toxic to the environment. They're toxic to the tournament. They're toxic to everything around them, even themselves. Because, <clears throat> like, no, it's not Dare either. This was this was before Dare was a thing. So, uh, just even even like me personally, a couple times getting into it with them. It just like the, the the pitcher, the pitcher knew the game. The pitcher played the game for a long time, so he knew how to get under your skin as well. He's one of those guys that would, you know, slip in a quick pitch on you or throw a pitch while you're getting in the box. Playing AS, now, granted, mind you, we're not playing sanctioned stuff here. Um, we're, we're you know we're playing mom and pop. You know, me mom needs a new kitty cat because her last one got ran over. Type of tournament, but you know, playing by the quote unquote ASA rules. In ASA, the pitcher and the batter must be set before the pitcher can start the delivery of the pitch. Well, when you're playing Meemaw Needs a New Kitty Cat Fun tournament, the umpire's just going to kind of let whatever go. So as you're stepping in the box, here comes the pitch. Strike. So you're aggravated. So what did 9 out of 10 people do? The next pitch. He, and he does it on purpose. He's going to get you with that first strike. If he gets the first strike on you, he's going to throw you a biscuit outside so you can hit it at him. And he's going to snap it off, and then he's going to let you know about it. Seen it a hundred times. And he's going to let you know about it. You're aggravated with him, so you're going to say something back to him. And then his whole team lives for this moment. Lives for it. So the next thing you know, here you are in a war of words. Everybody's talking trash. you got guys going nose to nose. You got people ready to fight. You got, you know, throws going up the line at base runners. It gets wild. And it's kind of crazy, and it sucks. I do not condone that behavior at all. And no, not Sonic two years ago, Q. 
I don't condone that kind of behavior at all. We are walking down the hill. We'd left to go get some lunch one time. And we're walking back down the hill. And when we played uh, softball with the church team years and years and years ago, um, we would, <clears throat> both teams, you know, we, we would ask, you know, you know we're going to pray for the games. Anybody want to come out? So you got both teams all huddled around there. So we're walking down the hill. And my son sees both teams all huddled around. And he says, oh, look, they're praying before the game. And I said, buddy, they are not praying. They are getting ready to fight. <laughs> and sure enough, that's what it was. They're all standing around screaming and yelling and pushing and shoving each other. But then they came back from over 15 runs down and won, won the game. Because they got in their head. They played the game that they wanted to play. With teams like that, you can't get on their level. The best thing you can do is just not interact. They want you to. They will poke and poke and poke and poke and poke at you until they get something out of you. The second they get something out of you, they got what they wanted. And they're going to let you know about it, and that's going to make you even matter. And they just feed off of it. And, and, and <clears throat> there's multiple players, and and not letting stuff go either, even carrying it off the field. That way, next time you see them, you're already aggravated with them when they show up. I'm getting aggravated just sitting here thinking about it. <laughs> and I'm friends with some of the guys that, are, that were on the team. But people just choose to play the game differently. Speaking of playing the game differently, another league story from last week. So... Here's the situation. I had a Mike and Envious, still have a Mike and Envious. And getting ready to go on vacation. Got a couple other things I want to get caught up on. Uh, so the first thing I do when it comes to needing odds and ends cash is start purging bats. So I took it out of the bag. I'm still on the fence whether I'm going to sell it or not because I do like it. But I took it out of my bag because I have a an OG Freak 30 that I will not part that I will get buried with that bat if it's not broke by then. And a D2E Psycho that is like so broken in that like hard balls feel bad off of it. Like you just like you feel the two walls of the of the barrel just like collapse and touch each other to the point that like this thing's gonna break if I hit another ball with it. But it it I don't know how many hits I'm gonna put on it with 52s. It absolutely destroys them, so I save it for 52s. So I didn't want to use the Psycho in League. So I get the mic and freak out. It's a 28-ounce OG. Still passes compression, but it is a bazooka. That's, again, you know, I've talked about it a couple times. Compression matters to an extent, because this bat is ridiculous. It still passes compression. So I come up. My first two at-bats... Lame at bats. Lame. I was trying way too hard to hit a ball out. Uh, the team we were playing wasn't one of the better teams there. So, I, you know, just like jacking around, kind of trying to just make it into a home run derby, basically. Tony and I have been uh, kind of making a joke out of using up the home runs and then seeing who can hit the most DBOs. Like, we're not that, we're not out there trying to lose the game. But 
We're not going to be upset if we do. We're there to have fun. We're all laughing and giggling, and, and we've even been behind in games and not really freaked out about it, right? I'm not knocking people that want to show up to league and try and try their hardest and, and pour their heart and soul into it because that, that's all the form of softball that some people get. But we just go out there and have fun. <clears throat> so my first two at-bats, tried hitting balls out and just hit turd ground balls. I mean, like, my son could have fielded it barehanded and, and ran it to first base. Like, I hit, like, where there's one I hit and I didn't even run. Like, it was just, it was so bad. So, my first two at-bats weren't good. My next at-bat, I get up there and, you know, swing hard in case you hit it, right? Well, I swung hard and I hit it. And I hit, like, a cut line drive for a home run. This was cut, like a cut line drive to the point of, like, I ran because I thought it was going to be off the fence. Well, it doesn't like me telling a story about myself, like, ooh, look what I did, just just telling the story. Um, I, I cut this ball hard enough that, like, I thought it was going to be off the fence, so I ran. And the ball goes over, so I'm, I'm peeling off to go back towards our third base dugout. And the first baseman makes a joke, which is not the first joke I've heard in this league. Uh, about my bats. He says, uh, wow. He says, that got out of here so fast. He goes, someone needs to check that bat. I said, it's crazy what happens when you swing hard. You know, just whatever I said back. And he, I, I, he said it in like a very sarcastic manner. I know he meant it just because of the way that people have been talking about my stuff up there. Which is whatever. I don't care. Let them think what they want. So he makes a comment about the bat. And the umpire is already annoyed with this. And then... Another guy comes up, 5'11", five, five, 160 pounds, soaking wet with boots on, and uh, one hops the fence with the same bat that I just swung. So, seeing the ball that I hit, and then seeing the ball that he hit, the umpire walks in, and then hearing the comment that was made, the umpire picks the bat up, walks it over to the dugout, and says, uh, this bat is illegal. Don't use this bat anymore. It's on the ban list. I was like, the ban list? He says, yes, this, this bat is on the ban list. No Mike and freaks. And then Tony jumps in, and before I could even say anything, and he goes, all Mike and freaks? He goes, the older ones we know, but this is a newer one. And then the umpire at that point says, oh, no, he says, it's this one, too. He says, I, I remember seeing this one on the list. I said, do you have a copy of the list with you? Because the initial reaction is like, you know, what the hell, right? So I said, do you have a list with you? He's like, no, I, I don't have a list, but I know that it's on there. There's no no Mike and Freaks allowed. He, then he defaults to no Mike and Freaks allowed. So at this point, I'm like, all right, I can see I'm going to lose this argument. I'm not going to drag it out because it's not worth it, right? So I kind of just roll over on on the... The fact that my bat just got thrown, my stock bat just got thrown out. <laughs> it just, that kind of chaps my ass a little bit. But I'm a big pride guy. I'm a big pride guy in the fact that, like, I don't swing altered stuff. I don't even dabble with it. Never owned one. Again, besides the one bat that I didn't even know that I bought for a throwback video, that is the only time I have ever swung one. And I didn't even feel good about it then. Like, I told myself, like, if, if I didn't finish it off, in that video, I just knew from the way it was hitting. If I didn't finish it off in that video, I was going to cut it up when I got home. 
So then I go get my psycho out of my bag and I'm walking over there and I said, Hey, I said, just want to make sure that this is okay to use. It's a Mikan, but it's a psycho. And the whole time I'm thinking to myself, dude, if you didn't like that freak 30, you're really not going to like it when you see a ball come off this psycho, <laughs> but you know, got to play by his rules. So he says, Oh, he says, yeah, he says the psychos are fine. He says, it's just no mic and freaks. He says, safety is my priority. It's like, all right, dude, whatever, you know, just, just making sure just didn't want to show up. I said, uh, thanks for letting me know. He's like, yep, no problem. So I go get my glove after the inning was over and I go, go out to pitch and I look up and here comes the girl leading off the inning. She's got a freak 23 in her hands. I'm like, what? Like, I see her walk into the plate and I look over at Tony and Tony's just grinning ear to ear. And Mitchell's wife was catching and even she noticed it. And it was just kind of one of those like, you shit me kind of moments. But again, like, that's a sign of league that like, it's just not worth arguing about. Don't, don't get all worked up. It's not worth having the argument. Me calling a bat out in a situation like that is is just like kind of a mega douche move. It's like I know why he threw my bat out. I'm not stupid, right? Um, he threw it out because he felt it was a not a legal bat based on the performance that he was seeing because of the things that the other people were saying. I'm not dumb. I knew that. I'm sure he knew that I knew that. So it just wasn't with the argument of, hey, that's a freak, and then... Oh, we got to go through all the bats because we were already winning. And I knew a few of the people on the team. I knew whose bat it was, whatever. That's when you take the high road. It's just not worth it. It's not. Gio says, Jesse cut it so hard. It slides like the ball in half. Like it, yeah, it, uh, it probably looked that way. Q said pew, pew, pew with that psycho. Yeah, the psycho's... If he wasn't happy with that Freak 30, he was going to be really disappointed in me with that psycho. <laughs> that thing is nuts. So, being who I am, if you know me on a personal level, you know, I, I can be the master of petty when I need to be. Q, Q can attest to this. I can be the master of petty when I need to be. Because after that whole thing was over, I thought to myself, you know what, that's fine. You don't want to see me hit a ball with this Freak 30. That's fine. Here we go. I'm going to make sure I get to bat again. And I'm going to let you watch me hit a ball with this Psycho. And I'm going to hit it a mile. Whether I was going to or not, debatable. But I was going to try. So, <laughs> we were going to run rule them. This is, I, I was a classless dirtbag. We were, the, like the, the inning, the game was going to be over if they didn't score. They needed four runs to stay. Three to tie, or, you know, three for ten, whatever. They needed four to stay alive. And uh, I may or may not have let them have four runs. Just so I could get to hit again. But it's okay, because the plane blew up in my face, and I got left on deck. We got we got back in. I was going to be the fourth batter in the inning. We got back in, and we went one, two, three, and I didn't get to hit anyway. <laughs> that was, that was uh, the softball god's way of telling me, hey, you idiot, just don't do it. I was like, you know what, you're right. So that was a that was an interesting night. So I think <laughs> what I'm gonna do probably go live somewhere, probably Facebook or maybe on here, 
and just let you guys pick the gamer. I got all these bats sitting here at the house, so I'll just let you pick my gamer for the week. Maybe we'll make a video out of that. Content gang, right? Speaking of content gang, did anybody see the fast pitch bat video? Atrocious. What an adventure, by the way. But rolling from one thing to the other, because one thing I thought about doing when the whole argument came up of, you know, throw the mic and freak you out, I thought about just saying, well, let him use it if they're upset about it. And then I was like, no, because he's not going to let that happen. Safety is his number one priority, he says. So... Then that kind of got me thinking and kind of going in theme with the, if you're local, you know about the Salisbury Steak Festival that's going on this weekend. Uh, Q's running that tournament. What? Yeah, Q is going to be mad at you. So that tournament's going on this weekend and there's been uh, complaints in years past about the competition there and the equipment that's being used and the balls and the bats that teams are bringing in. Uh, so, you know, I had a conversation with Q. I've obviously... Got a menagerie of bats laying around here. So I had a conversation with Q, and I was like, look. I said, we can port some of this. Whether they even supply their own balls. Restitched balls has never been an issue. I've never, I shouldn't say never, but um, never suspected that around here. Obviously, I've seen it done. I've, I've got a pretty good idea. I've seen it done, but it wasn't around here. But a man claimed that 44, 375s were just tuned better for his bats. Right. Okay, bud. But anyway. So, we're, Q's going to do this tournament, and it's going to be ball and bat supplied. I'm supplying all the bats. You can't use your own. Just make it easy. Don't take the bats back to the dugout. Don't take them in the dugout. Make it simple, right? What? What? Why? Did you hear what I was talking about, though? Okay, then go on. Next week, side mic. It's coming. She's going to walk by and say shit while I'm trying to podcast. She can say it where everybody can hear it. Thanks. No, fuck off. <laughs> to be fair, she said it to me first. You guys didn't hear that. <laughs> so this bat supply thing, it kind of levels the playing field. In terms of, if somebody wants to complain about one bat, well, guess what? You get to swing it, too. It's all on you at that point, big dog. I know for a fact, just for sake of saying, that I know all the bats that I'm supplying are stock. So you got that factor. Then you have the fact that everybody can use them. You have the fact that there's going to be no funny business. You can't lose, honestly. Um, and does prove the point that like everybody's got their own bats and they pay, pay good money for their own bats and this kind of thing and that kind of thing. Like, I, I get that. 
but what do you got to lose? This this goes one of two ways, in my opinion. It goes in the way of hell. You get to try some new bats, and you don't have to tear your stuff up. So, kind of lumping one thing with the other, when you go from talking about a Ponut tournament with bats supplied, like why wouldn't more places have bat supplied tournaments? You know, obviously there. If you, unless you live under a rock or you're not on social media, then you're aware of what's going on in Texas. You got a director just absolutely cracking down on equipment regulations down there with compression testing and, and, and everything else. And I understand that it's it's a hefty investment. Mike, what's up, buddy? How you doing? I understand that um, it's a hefty investment, but I shared the post on Facebook on my BP Hero page, so go check it out. And this is a, a grand opportunity for something like this as well. Um, the owner of Headbanger Sports is looking to do a tournament prize packages for directors. I promise you, he will give you a deal if you're willing to buy a good number of bats to do bat supply tournaments. Now, I'm not talking tournaments where you've got 60 teams. That's impractical, right? You can't do that. But if you're running a, a 10 or 12 or 14 team tournament, you're running two fields, you buy 12 bats, initial investment hefty, but if you're doing that on the regular, really, what do you got to lose? Even let them supply the ball. Because again, it's not so much the balls that have ever been the issue as it is the bats. Bats are way easier to alter than balls. And I won't say it's less noticeable, but it's it's easier to slip under the radar, if that makes sense. It's more readily available. And then you got uh, situations where you have like um, the conference. The conference and, and they're changing stamps and doing all this compression testing. And you know they were cutting bats open for a while. And then uh, people started pushing back saying they don't like that. And you know you should quit doing that because what do we got to hide? You know are we worried somebody's going to get exposed? Do we not like our bats being cut open? Uh, from a like a technology standpoint, and I'm not even saying that you have to do every tournament this way. But what would it hurt to do two, three tournaments a year, bat supplied? And just for a plot twist, like don't reach out to the manufacturers for the bats. Let's go buy them off the shelves. Understand that manufacturers could supply bats as opposed to having to go out and pay for them. But that way you know you don't have... Sorry, I'm trying to read and talk. Uh, That way you know you don't have manufacturers sending like rocket launchers, right? Like, oh, these bats are for the conference. Uh, we need to send I mean, the hottest bats we got or, you know, send send the good stuff. You know, that stuff happens. Promise you. Maybe not as frequently as people think, but it does happen. Seen it happen. And, you know, Adam says you'll lose teams. Yeah, no doubt you'll lose teams. I'm I, I full, fully aware. 
that you'll lose teams if you do that. But like I said, it's for two three tournaments a year. You don't have to do it for all of them. But man, what an opportunity to level the playing field and shut some of these teams up. To say, oh, if I had your bats, I could do that too. Well, show me then. Show me you can do it too. You know? Just getting this out there now so I can like get them ahead of time. If you got topics, drop them in. Because otherwise we're going to be wrapping up here pretty soon. Uh, you boys on the 12-hour 12, 12 shift grinder, so we're not going to go super long tonight. So if you got got uh, topics, drop them now. <clears throat> so Adam says that guys will complain about grips and weights and etc. Yeah, they will. No doubt about it. <clears throat> but when you're talking players at this at, at the level that we're talking about, are you trying to tell me that they can't hit with a 27 instead of a 28, a 26 instead of a 27, a half ounce instead of a full ounce? You're going to tell me that the guys that are playing at this level can't hit unless they've got a specific bat in their hands? Yes, I understand that. You know, it's not exactly what you want kind of thing. And Mike is right. People just bitch to bitch. That's all it is. It's an excuse. It's something to blame it on. You know, you go to league and you see a guy making out and he comes back talking about oh well my foot did this and then my feet did that because my foot did this and then my hands did this because my foot did this and you know I just you know just missed and then I ended up just miss hitting the ball and popping out or you're just not consistent everybody misses the ball it happens but it's an opportunity Definitely for, you know, well, I don't I don't have my monster. I'm not going. I don't have my Easton, so I'm not going. Then don't go. But what are you scared of? You know, let's see what you got. That's kind of my thing about it is if you can hit with one, you can hit with anything. <clears throat> a Q says he thinks uh, for the podunk tournaments, this is a great idea to make everyone feel like they can compete. Yeah, and I don't hate that mentality either. I really don't. And maybe this is something that uh, we could do more on the regular. Because I, I, I've been saying it for years. And honestly, I, I'm just... Pardon my friends. I'm just too chicken shit to, to host a tournament. I really want to do like the BP Hero Classic or something like that. Just hold, hold my own annual tournament. And... Maybe even do like a series, like a kind of like the you know the U trip does a triple play. What if you do like a triple play or, or, or something of the variant where you could do it in different locations? You could do it one ASA, one U trip. You could do ASA U trip GSL, like that kind of triple play kind of thing. Host a tournament, and then you know whoever wins the best to finish out of the three, just again, just like the triple play. Basically, your points. You accrue points, right? I even thought about doing something with rosters, too. But rosters would be hard to track if you're not sanctioned. But even having it to where you got to show up with at least eight of the eight, eight of the players you had from last time. You have to show up with them. Because that's going to keep you from loading up teams, right? 
like oh because again we're again we're talking non-roster non-sanctioned so you know we got um billy joe who's not playing conference this weekend he could come out and play for this team but the next time that team's full but billy joe wants to play and he's off again so he goes and plays with another team you could allow a little bit of that but you can't let it, it would kind of keep you from having teams load up or picking up or grabbing or doing whatever if you got to show up with at least eight of them that you had last time. <laughs> Eric says he plays with a guy like that. Comment on his bat at bat. Yeah. Uh, and don't get me wrong. Everybody's been there. You know, I used to do that, you know, back when, you know, I thought I really had something to prove. You know, dang it. You know, I just missed it. I, I, I dipped and we're trying to hit the ball out and the pitch just tailed a little bit outside. And everybody's been there. So I'm not I'm not singling anybody out because I 100% have been there. Everybody has. But man, it's just like you said, it's something to blame it on. How I've seen it before too. A guy would pop out like two two seventy, hit a ball 270 feet, just a routine pop out, and he'll turn around and say, how, "Ball feels like crap. How long has it been in there? Can we throw a new ball? Hey, throw a new ball in, dude. No, 30 feet." You think a bad ball is going to cost you 30 feet? No. No shot. I'll let you hit a ball 300 feet, and then I'll bake it in the microwave and watch you hit it again. You're going to lose some, but you ain't losing You ain't losing 30 feet. Get out of here. Uh, Geo says, have a played against sports tournament where you buy every bat they have on the rack and then use only those in the tournament. And can mark them on each field. Well, I've bought some suspect stuff from Play It Again. <laughs> First of all. And second of all, their stuff is overpriced. I'm sorry, but it is. I don't know about the rest of them. But here, you can get deals once in a while. Like I said, obviously, I did the video uh, a while back with PJ and, and Andre during the wintertime. Where I found a good deal on a bat at Play It Again. But for the most part, stuff is either a little overpriced or does something I don't want to be stuck with. I don't hate that thought, though. I don't hate that thought at all. Q said you helped me run it. Yeah, maybe we'll try and get something going. It'd be a good fall tournament. Kind of. That's the other thing too is trying to find dates to do it when there isn't something big going on somewhere because that's how you you don't get teams. I, I know Q was a, a little bummed out with his turnout that he's having for his tournament this weekend. But you've got a triple play, one of the triple plays in St. Louis. And then you've got uh, Jock's Ditch out in Kansas. That's pulling a majority of your, what you might call tournament players, to go to those instead of playing in the Steak Festival. Because Jock's Ditch is one of the bigger tournaments of the year from a men's standpoint. And then when you're going to the triple play, I think it's in Sullivan this weekend. That's again, that's for points. That's for like a, the grand scheme and the bigger things. That, that tournament could, could make or break you. So that that's the other thing you got to do is find, and I understand that Q had no control over that. That's when they play in the Steak Festival. They're not going to play in the Steak Festival around a, a U-Trip softball schedule. But trying to plan a tournament around that stuff to make sure you get teams would also be kind of kind of sketch too, right? <sighs> well, listen... <clears throat> I thank each and every one of you mother truckers for stopping in. 
I've already yawned, like stepped back from the, the mic and yawned like three times. So it's time for you boy to check out. Two o'clock gets here early. Quick short and to the point with the podcast tonight. Thanks for stopping in and checking it out. PP here will catch you in the next one. <laughs>